Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. You know what it is. It is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast in prime time. On my birthday, premium prime time podcasting, March 20th, 2019, 49 years ago, the gringo mandingo, the king of disruption was thrust out of his mother's JJ. And here we are, 49 years of disrupting. That's a fact. That is, I didn't, I didn't fall into this disruptive behavior at like two years old. I didn't fall into this disruptive behavior at like 13. It wasn't a hobby. I was born this way, born into this disruptive lifestyle. Um, It's my birthday. It is my birthday, and I treated myself this morning. I'm going to be honest. Bought myself a birthday present. I bought myself a brand new cashmere sweat suit, and I actually caught it on sale. Yes. Got myself a beautiful blue cashmere hoodie. And some beautiful blue cashmere sweat pants. I'm wearing them right now. You know I like cashmere. I love that good cashmere. 
Um, so I'm suited and booted in the gloom tomb. I'm at my desk, which I'll be honest, I know it drives Miles Davis, the sound engineer, crazy. But it's my birthday. Go fuck yourself. Okay, Miles, go fuck yourself. It's my birthday. Okay? If I want to fucking be at the desk, I'm going to be at the fucking desk. Sometimes I put the pad down, blah, blah. I'm not doing any of that. It's my birthday. Um, I got all the well wishes, all the tweets, all the uh, DMs, all, all of it uh, uh, from, from anybody who's listening to the podcast. The best of the best fans. I saw it all. I appreciate it all. I, I don't think you guys understand how much it means to me. Uh, the fan support, um, the comments, just the, the, all of it. In all seriousness, uh, it really means so much to me to be doing the podcast for so long, to have the support through thick and thin, um, agree, don't agree, uh, shit talking, all of it. Sincerely, sincerely. I, I love this forum. I love the communication. I love the outlet for me personally. It's such a great outlet. It's, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because we did the 550th podcast it's like some sort of audio diary you know I, I've done diaries throughout my life where you write down you know not like dear diary today but you know like oh this happened that happened oh, I'm worried about this I'm excited about that you know and 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 obviously I didn't do like shit talking diaries although I wish I had fuck man if I had like shit talking diaries uh from my teenage years and, and just sort of could look back and listen back Imagine if you could podcast your entire life. I mean, no one would want to listen, but it would be a good way to sort of, you know, keep track with what you've done, what you're thinking. Yo, you could rant, you could Willie Hutch. Yo, this, this bitch in the 10th grade, you know, I tried to ask her to the prom and the bitch didn't, you know, that kind of thing. I'd be fucking bugged out of yo, Miss Rosales, that fucking bitch. I thought I was gonna get a B on my Spanish test, and that motherfucker gave me a da 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 da, -da and fuck my science teacher, that punk ass motherfucker. That would be, that would be cool. Um, you could rant on your principal, got suspended for the second time, sitting in the principal's office. This cocksucker just called my parents. That would be, that'd be dope. drinking a little coffee uh my birthday celebration is lunch with my wife at the palm in beverly hills some lobster i've been craving lobster for some reason i'm not like one of these people who likes lobster all the time but uh i've been craving it and i said like, fuck it i'm gonna save it for my birthday so i'm gonna go have lunch with my, my wife um and then uh she's done with me i've been i've been harping on her for the last 24 hours about my birthday and breaking her balls. So she she's finished with me after lunch. Uh, and then I'm doing stand-up comedy uh, tonight at the Improv in Hollywood at 8.45. I plan on shutting shit down at the Improv. Um, and then I think a lot of fans are going to be at the Ontario Improv Thursday, tomorrow, the 21st. Uh, it's sold out. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll be up there for... Shit, 50 plus minutes uh, doing the damn thing, headlining the motherfucking show. 
Uh, I got my, my guy coming out there with me. Um, last week in Oxnard was so dope. There were so many podcast fans out there. Um, so I appreciate that and spread the word uh, that um, I'm not fucking around with this stand-up comedy at all. And then on March 28th, I'll be at the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California. So, so everybody that's uh, down there in Newport Beach, Orange County, uh, I'm coming out there on the 28th, March 28th. Um, tickets are still available for that show um, at improv.com, improv.com, uh, March 28th. I'll be down at the Irvine Improv. I can't wait. I heard it's a, a kind of a, a, a long drive, uh, but, you know, fuck it. We're, we're, we're going down there. And then I'm going to San Diego. I'll be performing in San Diego in May at the American Comedy Company uh, on uh, May 19th. So that's going to be dope. And then this is a good one, too. Also, I am going to Seattle, Bellevue, Washington, April 26th, April 27th. Uh, I'll be doing shows in Bellevue, Washington. So I'm going to post all that stuff. But if anybody's out there in Seattle and Washington, uh, I'm coming up there. But next week, we are going to be rocking at the Irvine Improv. And tomorrow, the 21st, uh, I'll be in Ontario, California. And I love doing stand-up. Uh, and I love when uh, there's uh, podcast fans in the audience. It's dope. And uh, I'm going to start doing a little, you know, Open it up for people if people want to talk some shit and have some requests or rant requests or topic requests. Uh, I just can't let things get too out of hand. I got to be honest, when I was in Oxnard, the crowd was so hyped. I didn't want a situation where I fucking just lost focus and lost control of the whole situation because motherfuckers were screaming at, say this, talk this, what about this, what about that? I was like, whoa, 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 fucking calm the fuck down. Anyway. Um, crazy dream last night on my birthday. So, so my wife this morning, she said, you, you, you got up to pee in the middle of the night and you were shadow boxing. W why were you so awake? And I was like, I don't remember doing that. Um, now I don't know if this was a uh, correlated, but last night on my birthday, uh, my birthday dream, uh, well, it was definitely after midnight. I had a, a dream. I have frequent dreams about Muhammad Ali. And I had this dream that I was at like some sort of casual party and Muhammad Ali was there. Kind of like he was like in his 50s. So he, he, was, he was still good. He was able to talk, but he had slowed down a little bit. And I was like having this like conversation while I was sipping on ginger ale at this like lounge type place with Muhammad Ali. And then my wife told me this morning that at some point during the middle of the night, I had got up and started shadow boxing and then went into the, the bathroom and peed. And I don't remember any of it, um, but Muhammad Ali is just like, a, he's like a recurring dream in my life. I, I love that guy so much. Um, and that has nothing to do with anything, uh, but I, I did have that dream. I'm just glad I didn't faint, because remember I had the fainting episode about two months ago. Um, March 20th is also the birthday of Mr. Rogers, um, who's a Pisces. I, I don't feel like we have anything in common uh mr rogers uh spike lee who who obviously have things in common pat riley have things in common buck wild from digging in the crates you know the producer buck wild ill ass producer ditc um and i don't know who else uh birthday it is on march 20th 
Uh, but it is my birthday, and I am the Gringo Mandingo, uh, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. Mr. 212. We're rocking the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast right now in primetime, PPP. So, D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets, I am so fucking happy for this dude. He scored 44 points last night, and what a resurgence um, of a guy whose career looked like it was kind of in shambles in L.A. He left L.A. uh, with Magic Johnson uh, trading him to the Brooklyn Nets, and then they drafted Lonzo Ball, and he had that whole thing with Swaggy P. I think it was his rookie year. He was 19 when he got drafted by the Lakers. Remember, he put Swaggy P on Snapchat, and he just, you know, I think that was just a young, dumb mistake that I know he regrets and that he was embarrassed by. It was a learning experience. Um, and it, I think it was two years in L.A., traded to Brooklyn, kind of looked like, oh, this guy's a bust. It ain't, he ain't a fucking bust. D'Angelo Russell of the Brooklyn Nets is kicking fucking ass this season. He's left-handed, um, which I always have an affection for lefties. Uh, and I'm just so happy for him. And I'm happy for the Brooklyn Nets. And I've explained this once. I'll explain it twice. I don't draw a line between church and state in New York sports teams. Like, I'm a Giants fan at heart, but I want to see the Jets do well. I'll never root against the Jets. Um, if it comes down to the Jets and Giants, I'm going to root for the Giants. But I always want to see New York teams do well. Uh, some people, like, they have allegiance. Like, fuck the Giants. I love the Jets. Uh, fuck the Mets. I love the Yankees. Um, and I get it a little bit more with baseball. But but at the end of the day, even if you're a, a Mets fan and you hate the Yankees, you can't root for the Red Sox to beat the Yankees, can you, if you're a New Yorker? I got to have Nick Turturro, uh who started a brand new podcast. And baseball is the focus. But he, he's just a shit talker and just a bugged out guy. I got to ask him about that because I don't understand that. In regards to baseball, but but in regards to New York sports in general, like, of course I want to see the Brooklyn Nets do good. Their their arena is 15 minutes away from Madison Square Garden. They're a new team. Um, I always wanted to see the New Jersey Nets do well uh, uh, when the Knicks weren't doing shit. So my allegiance to, to New York sports is I want all the teams to do good, and I'm always going to be a New York Knicks fan. They've existed my entire life. The Brooklyn Nets, they're, what are they, five years old? Is that team six years old or something like that? I don't know, seven years? I don't fuck. I don't fact check. It's my, I'm definitely not fact checking on my birthday. I'm not looking that shit up. But the point is, is that I'm just so happy for D'Angelo Russell um, to be doing his thing. Uh, I think people really thought he was dead and buried. Third year in the NBA. No, fourth year in the NBA. This is fourth year because this is his second year with Brooklyn. He played two years with the Lakers. And I think he's 22 years old. And, you know, these kids get drafted so young and so few are phenoms where they just come into the league, figure it out, and never look back. Uh, even Jason Tatum, who was last year's bell of the ball rookie, uh, he had a great first year. This year he's taken a step back in, in some ways. Some of it has to do with Kyrie. Some of it has to do with him. Some of it has to do with the attention uh, that he's getting. But, but it, it takes a few years to figure it out. Not everybody just, you know, is rocking and rolling from the beginning of their career and then and just it just flourishes throughout. You know, there's only so many LeBron Jameses in the mix. 
uh, that come out uh, ready for prime time. So I'm super fucking happy for the Brooklyn Nets. They have a scrappy team. They play together. They're a bunch of young guys, a bunch of guys uh, that most uh, basketball fans don't know. Um, and I really think that uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell was kind of like, he's done. He's tapped out. How can he be tapped out at fucking 22 years old? Motherfucker's been shitting all season. Last year he was injured a lot of the season, and the Brooklyn Nets are kind of like the sleeper team in the East that I think, uh, don't be surprised if they get some good dudes in the offseason. Do not be, yo, don't be surprised if somebody like Kevin Durant or, well, Kyrie won't come there because it's D'Angelo Russell's the point guard. Don't be surprised if if the Brooklyn Nets attract some people. Well, how sexy would that be? For the Brooklyn Nets to become like real formidable. Brooklyn is a dope team on the rise. And Brooklyn, the borough, it needs no introduction. Uh, But if you were to become the king of Brooklyn, truly the king of Brooklyn on the basketball court, there's only one king of Brooklyn. It's, It's Christopher Wallace. But if you were to become the king of the court in Brooklyn, that's an attractive thing. Imagine being a star for the Brooklyn Nets like D'Angelo Russell. You you live in Brooklyn. The practice facility is in Brooklyn. The practice facility uh, for the New York Knicks is in uh, uh, like I don't know, New Rochelle. The Knicks don't live in Manhattan. None of the New York Knicks live in actual Manhattan. They live twenty minutes out of Manhattan, uh, which when there's traffic, unless you're you're in the the darkness of night or the very early morning, uh, uh, the traffic is a motherfucker. But imagine being a Brooklynette where you live in the borough of Brooklyn. You can be in Manhattan in 10 minutes. Um, you practice in Brooklyn. That's an appealing thing. Barclays is dope. Uh, Brooklyn is dope. It's on the rise. There's a lot of fucking real estate out there. Do not be surprised with this young team and this young core if they if they attract a real nice free agent in the offseason. Uh, so I'm happy for the Nets. And I'm very happy for uh, D'Angelo Russell. I am Rappaport Podcast. You know whose birthday it is tomorrow? Uh, uh, the 21st? DJ Premier. Who's a fucking beast. DJ Premier is a fucking beast. Um, and you know he's been on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. If you've never listened to or you've never heard the episode with DJ Premier of Gangstar and numerous, 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 numerous uh, production uh, quests. Motherfucker produced. I was listening to J. Rue the Damager, uh, Come Clean. And I was just like, that song fucks me up over and over and over. And I, and I got to have... Premier break that down on the I Am Rapport Stereo Pockets, but it was in my car the other day, and I was like, listen to this shit right here. This is some some ill-ass shit. Uh, so, Premier's birthday is tomorrow, um, what I uh, always remember that. Um, what the fuck else is going on out in the fucking world? I'm going to see Us, Jordan Peele's new film. You know, Jordan Peele who did, uh, what the fuck, what the fuck is the movie? What the fuck was the big fucking movie? Jordan Peele movie. Um, what the fuck? Um, get out. Get out. Remember that shit? 
uh, I remember podcasting about that, like, yo, this movie's bugged out. But I'm going to see his new movie Friday, um, which I'm, I'm pumped up about. It looks good, um, and he deserves sight unseen after Get Out. Uh, I know he's had his name as a producer on a few different things since then, um, but that's just because of the accolades and the success of uh, uh, Get Out, which is totally warranted. He 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 shut it down with Get Out, so I'm going to see uh, his new movie. It looks like a horror film. I don't know what the fuck it is, uh, but uh, I'm hyped to see that. And then it's funny because uh, the movie, uh, the Tarantino movie that <laughs> I know I was calling it Once Upon a Time in Los Angeles over and over and over the other day on the 550th Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This morning, I saw the soft teaser. It's not a full trailer. It's like a teaser trailer um, with two fantastic uh, stickmen. Uh, Brad Pitt, you know, Brad Pitt, again, I, I'm referring to him as a stick man. He's not a stick man. He, he, you know, he's been married a couple of times. He's he's kind of like, you know, he, he gets uh, he gets hitched. He's more of a hitch man, but he looks like a stick man. Like if Brad Pitt ever went bizarro, Brad Pitt, good idea. Good fucking idea. See, sometimes they just they just happen. We need to do bizarro Brad Pitt. Uh, uh, where he's just fucking everything. I'm going to do that. Miles Jordan, please remind me about Bizarro Brad Pitt, where he just he just unleashes his stick man, the inner stick man on the world, and he just goes on a fuck spree for like a year. Imagine if Brad Pitt went on a fuck spree for an entire year, and he was just like, yo, I'm Brad Pitt. I'm fucking everything. Um, Wow, he, he would... He would be, he would, that'd be like Jason. If Brad Pitt went on a fuck spree, he, he'd literally be like Jason uh, from the Friday the 13th movies. He, he would knock down every single thing in its place. He might be a little past his prime right now in terms of what's appropriate for, I think Brad Pitt's 50, 51, 52. Um, but he could still do a lot of damage. Uh, I mean, a serious amount of damage, but if he had done it in his prime, when Brad Pitt was like 35, whoo, God damn. He could do a lot. He just, he's got that look like I could fuck anyone I want. And there's no holds bar. Uh, that being said, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the name of the new Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt uh, Timothy Oliphant, who's an actor I've worked with on Justified. He also, he's a married man. He's got kids. He's got like four or five, maybe six kids. Timothy Oliphant. Love him as an actor. Worked with him on Justified. He also has that stick man look. And of course, the the greatest stick man alive uh, is in the film, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. They uh, just uh, released a trailer, a teaser trailer, not a full trailer for it. It looks fucking dope. Somebody is actually playing Bruce Lee. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to go see Us uh, on Friday uh, in the movie theater. And I saw a bugged out documentary. If you have HBO, I highly recommend watching the documentary on HBO called uh, The Inventor. Which is directed by the great Alex Gibney. He's directed so many documentaries. 
about so many different subjects. Uh, and he's just, he's very fucking prolific. He actually has his own podcast also. But the documentary is about this woman who's a freak. Her name is Elizabeth Holmes. And I'll just say this before I explain what the documentary is about. The correlation between the documentary uh, that I'm talking about, The Inventor, and the two Fire Festival documentaries is crazy. It is fucking crazy. This documentary is about a woman named Elizabeth Holmes who uh, became a uh, self-made uh, uh, fake billionaire who uh, is hopped up on, again, people are hopped up on too much Wolf of Wall Street, and she was hopped up on too much Wolf of Wall Street and Steve Jobs documentaries, Steve Jobs books, and, and Apple computers. So this woman is obviously very smart, um, and, and the correlation between this and Firefest is because it's a woman who, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to do these things that have never been done, but they don't want to do the work. And they want to hustle, and they want to fake it until they fucking make it. So the film is about this woman um, whose name is Elizabeth Holmes, and she created this company called Theranos. And Theranos... Uh, was going to be the company and this machine uh, called the Edison that is going to change the way blood is drawn. You know how everybody needs to get blood tests uh, for, for blood testing, for whether it's cancer, whether it's herpes, whether it, for everything. You always need to get your blood drawn. Well, she was going to change the way Blood was drawn, how it was drawn, where it was drawn, make it cheaper, make it easier, make it faster. Um, and uh, she raised all this money. She started this company called Theranos. She raised literally almost a billion dollars. She raised $900 million, opened up offices in Silicon Valley, had all these people co-sign her, Mad Dog Mattis, you remember him? Fucking Henry Kissinger. She did a TED Talk. Uh, Clinton was backing her. People were saying she's a genius. She's going to change the world. That whole I'm going to change the world thing is some grandiose bullshit, just like in those documentary fire festivals. We're going to change uh, the way music festivals are done. We're going to change the way uh, people enjoy vacation. All these people that are like, we're going to change. The only motherfucker who did it is Steve Jobs. Everybody else is faking the funk. Anyway, this woman, you know, uh, she, she dropped out of, I think it was Stanford. She came up with this idea to create this machine. And her, her teacher said, before it took off and she was able to raise $900 million, her teacher said, scientifically, scientifically, what you are trying to do cannot happen. She came back to her again. She said, scientifically, what you are trying to do cannot happen. I'm not a hater. I am just a scientist. And I am telling you, what you're trying to do cannot happen. Well, this bitch was going to change the world, change the world. She knew she was lying. The documentary breaks it down in great details. She knew she was lying. She knew she was in over her head. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. She got fucking busted. The company went bankrupt. It's fascinating. It is exactly the same thing as the Fire Festival uh, uh, guy 
and the Fire Festival documentary, except for it takes place in the world of science. It takes place in the world of Silicon Valley, as opposed to uh, pop culture, music festival guys that are Instagram whores and doing it um, in social media. Um, so it's it's bugged out. It's really good. Um, and the woman is is an is a kook. She's a fucking kook. She speaks in this really uh, baritone voice, uh, and her voice is really deep. It turns out that's not even her real speaking voice. But I watched this documentary the other night. I had heard a lot about this story. I've seen it on 60 Minutes in different places. And uh, and you should check it out because it's, it's just another person who uh, is saying she's going to you know, break the mold and I'm the new Albert Einstein and I'm the new Thomas Edison. No, you ain't, bitch. You knew you were lying. You knew you were faking jacks and you got caught. You got caught up. The woman and her partner, this guy, Sonny Bawalali, I don't know what the fuck is, Bawani, whatever. Uh, now they're facing charges of fraud. You know the fucking routine. Um, but it's a dope film uh, 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 that you should check out if you have HBO. If not, I'm sure it'll be, it's probably on HBO demand. I don't know. Uh, I caught on an HBO, but it was by this guy, Alex Gibney, who, yo, Alex Gibney is like the king of documentary filmmaking. He, he did that documentary uh, uh, the Looming Tower, which was dope. He did the Enron documentary, the, the smartest guys in the room. He did the, the Lance Armstrong documentary. I don't know how he does so many documentaries at once. He did a dope Steve Jobs documentary. Um, he's just prolific. He, he's able to do many projects at once, and they're all high level. He did that Frank Sinatra documentary, uh, he, he's really, really, really good. Um, and this is just another really good documentary done by Alex Gibney, who I would love to have on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast to talk about, how, you know, just this film, the other films. Uh, he did the Going Clear documentary. Did I say that already about the uh, Scientology? I, I just don't know how he does so many. And he does like three-hour documentaries, and they're really well done and very... Uh, diverse. The storytelling is is very diverse. I fuck with Alex Gibney. I, am I saw this article that is it's really just like a sick fuck of the week dossier in New York. Um, in uh, the New York Post, uh, it said uh, the New York Police Department is hunting down the subway's sickest pervs and it broke down the dirty dozen that's what they call them they call them the fucking dirty dozen guys like roger reed james peterson um and it was a a, a great article about the the transit system the new york transit systems uh, dirty dozen deviants and why they can't stop them and why they can't uh keep them in fucking jail um and they they have grinders gropers and public masturbators uh, guys like James Hunt, who allegedly has a penchant for touching himself while sucking his thumb in front of riders. Uh, this cocksucker, James Hunt, has a total of 78 arrests. This motherfucker has been arrested for 78 times. 32 of the arrests are for crimes, sex crimes, on the New York City subway System And they can't stop these motherfuckers and they can't keep them in jail. The motherfucker James Hunt, sick fuck of the week, 26 subway sex crimes in the past decade 
alone. Uh, and, and they're trying to figure out how to stop these guys. Uh, this piece of shit named James Peterson, 46, uh, he's known for allegedly exposing himself and rubbing himself against the rears of unsuspecting women. He's been arrested 22 times. A half of them are for transit sex crimes. Again, this happens in the subways. You know, I don't know, a lot of people, you know, if you're not from New York or you're not from a city where you take the subway, you, you, you have to ride the subway. I ride the subway all the time. There's no way you, you can uh, move about the five boroughs without at least at times being on the subway system. And they're trying to figure out a way to, to slow these fucking animals down. There's uh, also Roger Reed, who's 58, 58-year-old sick fuck who's terrorizing people, 32 total arrests, including 20 sex crime busts. Uh, he's known for mostly forcing his, forcing his hands down the backs of commuters' pants. Uh, he's also well-known as a, a guy who was featured in the 2016 New York Post article. The, the article, of course, was about uh, uh, level three sex offenders. And, and the sad thing about it is there's no authority... There's no crimes. I mean, there's no laws where you can uh, bust these well-known perverts simply for being on the subway. So if they see one of these sick fucks, one of the deviant dirty dozen, they can't just be arrested. Isn't that crazy? So, so you could be arrested 20 times, 29 times, 22 times like some of these sick fucks. And you could still ride the subway. They prey on women. They prey on the innocent, they're creeps, and as we like to call them, they are sick fucks, and they're all over. This is just, in, in New York, this is just the ones that they've caught. Man, if I was on the fucking subway and one of these cocksuckers uh, pulled his fucking, pulled his fucking loaf out in broad daylight, I don't know what I would do. Do you hit him with a shoe? Do you beat him up? Do you turn? You can't. You can't, you can't walk away. Castrate these fucking animals, Roger Reed and James Peterson. These guys out here, James Hunt. Part of the deviant dozen in New York City. Uh, you gotta look up this article, it's very upsetting. And uh, uh, shockingly, uh, when you look at some of these guys, they don't look like your everyday sick fuck of the week. They, they look kind of like regular folk. How do we stop them? What do we do to stop them? I don't know. I'm not sure. What else is going on? Um, This is bugged out. This dude, Kevin, I don't know what the fuck his name is, Tashara, who was the head of Warner Brothers, had to step down because he's a sick, dumb, no game having, no pussy getting motherfucker. So, so, so this asshole... This sick fuck, um, who's the head of Warner Brothers, he he was he was promising women roles in films if they would give up that ass. If you don't have an, if the fact that you're the head of Warner Brothers, and and you can't just get ass just on that. Listen, if you listen, I'm gonna say this: you don't need to be successful. You don't need to be rich to be able to get ass. You just need some game, which just means you just need to be a nice, charming, decent guy, number one. But if you're the head of Warner Brothers, 
and you can't get ass without lying to girls, you deserve to sit down. This guy hasn't been the head of Warner Brothers for a long time, but he's done. He's cooked. Uh, uh, He resigned because... Uh, you know, he was caught up in a, in a something, something, and I, somebody told on somebody, and this and that and the other thing. And this fucking guy uh, had to step away because he was promising actresses roles pay for play. Like, you give me a little uh, a, a little something, and, and I'll give you a little something. Then he wasn't following through, and girls were like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? I didn't want to fuck you, you funny-looking uh, motherfucker. Uh, this guy this looks like a ping-pong player or something. Like, he looks just like a Joe Schmo regular looking dude and he he couldn't get it right and you're fucking it up because the rest of the world thinks that everybody in hollywood whether you're an actor or actress a musician a producer is a scumbag fat fucking nasty ass harvey weinstein uh creep ass brett ratner and all these motherfuckers uh, uh the true blue uh, uh kevin spacey the the real me tours that are grabbing asses and raping chicks and all that foul shit you're fucking it up for everybody. This is just a minority. This is just a minority. It, it, but, but everybody's like, oh, Hollywood is filled with scumbags, pedophiles, and gropers. That's, that's not the case. Yes, there's scumbags, but there's scumbags in, in your local small businesses. Uh, there's scumbags everywhere. Uh, stop fucking it up for everybody else. Kevin, Tush- now you're done. Brett Ratner, you're done. You guys took it too far. You, 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 you have no manners. You don't have no respect. What the fuck else is going on? Yo, it's, it's getting ready to be uh, NBA playoff time. The season's over soon. Um, and I'm excited. And, and as of today, if the NBA playoffs started today, the Milwaukee Bucks are the one seed. Toronto is the two seed. The Sixers are the three seed. The Indiana Pacers... Talk about a, a team that's going deep, deep, deep under the radar without Victor Oladipo. They're the fourth seed as of today. Boston can creep up. Uh, Philly can go down. Uh, uh, but that's as it is today. The Boston is the fifth seed. Detroit is the sixth seed. The Brooklyn Nets is Brooklyn in the house, without a doubt, is the seventh seed. And the Miami Heat, with a record of 34 and 36, is the eighth seed. So Miami's playing the Bucks in the first round. Uh, the Nets are playing the Raptors. The Pistons are playing the Sixers. And the Celtics are playing the Pacers. In the West, the Golden State Nuggets, um, their, their first seed, the second seed is still the, the uh, did I say the Golden State Nuggets? I'm bugging. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors are the first seed. The Denver Nuggets are second seed. The Houston Rockets are the third seed. Portland Trailblazers, fourth seed. Fifth seed is the Spurs. Sixth seed is the Thunder. Seventh seed is the Jazz. Eighth seed is the Clippers. So the Warriors would be playing the Clippers. The Jazz would be playing the Nuggets, which is going to be a good series. The Rockets uh, would be playing Oklahoma, which would be a really fucking good series, a first-round series. Um, And Portland would be playing San Antonio. And the end of the NBA season is on April April, the oh, I know this. The April 13th, which is three weeks away, three and a half weeks away, is when the playoffs start. Um, and that's when I go into uh, straight up uh, uh, sicko mode. 
That's the best thing that Travis Scott has ever created. I can't wait for the fucking NBA playoffs. And fuck it, LeBron, you're not in it. Don't play another game in the regular season, motherfucker. Just don't play. Now, I do have an invite to go see the... I got tickets to to two games in April. A Lakers-Clippers game and a Lakers-Rockets game. Please play in one of those games, LeBron. And if not, I'm going to heckle you anyway. Even if you're in street clothes, I'm going to fucking talk shit. But I, I haven't been to a Lakers game this year. And, and I want to give him some of, that, some of that good old love. Shout out to Willie Hutch before the season's over. But, LeBron, you're not making the fucking NBA playoffs. I, I don't know if you're technically, mathematically out of it, but it's done, you fuck you. Um, all right, that's it. Listen. It's my birthday, okay? Um, I appreciate all the well wishes. I appreciate all the shout-outs. As I told you, Ontario, I'm going to be there tomorrow night, March 21st uh, in Ontario. And then the 28th, next Thursday, in Irvine. Uh, Come fuck with me. Uh, Wrap a pack, wrap a port listeners, all that stuff. Um, Tickets are available at improv.com. For March 28th out there in Irvine. And what can I say, man? If there's anybody who's in L.A. this week, I'll be at the Laugh Factory Friday. Uh, I'll be at the Improv Friday. And I'll also be at the Comedy Store Saturday. Um, I need to maybe do a little website for all this shit. Um, But that's neither here nor there. My name is the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. I am 49 years old. I am wearing a cashmere sweatsuit. Miles Jordan, take me out of here with something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. I'm done. <laughs>